we're looking for insurance, we hope that you would call the Andrews Insurance Agency at 542 Main Street in Bridgeport. Terry Andrews and Justin Shear are your independent agents and they're your professionals for all of your farm, commercial, and personal insurance needs. And they've been strong supporters of Red Hill Athletics for decades. So if you're brought down by a pack of dogs, get off your seats and on your feet and see T-Bone or Juice and give them a call at 618-945-2881 at the Andrews Insurance Agency. Another proud sponsor of the old school Red Hill Saluki Sports Podcast is People State Bank, who's been serving Lawrence County with four locations since 2011. See them in Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, and Lawrenceville. If you need another reason to let these fine folks handle your banking needs, well, their president is former athlete for the Saluki, Stacy Moore. So go see Stacy and the whole staff at all those locations and let them handle all of your banking needs. Support this great sponsor, People State Bank. I know it seems like many years that anytime you wanted to go out for a dinner, whether it be a special occasion or, or just a casual dinner, you went to Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. Well, there's a reason for that. In September, they will celebrate their 75th anniversary of the family-owned business right here in our hometown. I remember when many people just called it Ralph's, and it was a tiny place with the best catfish around. I spent many an evening in my childhood walking on that pole out in front, waiting with my family to get a table. When Todd and Becky took over, the restaurant expanded, but one thing hasn't changed. Whether it's a great cheeseburger, steak, or catfish you want, or you just want to have a drink and discuss that night's Saluki game, you're not going to find any better place to do it. Support this local treasure. Stop by and help them celebrate their upcoming anniversary. And remember, you can always call in and pick up your order at the window. Call 618-945-9501, Gray's Restaurant. Tiffany Messenger Utterback shares some memories of Red Hill cheerleading. I have so many great memories of those times. Um, great friends, great teamwork, a lot of hard work. I find even now crazy catchphrases that stick in my head, bits of cheers, um, dumb things we said or did, uh, soup and salad bar um, came from our misinterpretation of a song, and I'm not even sure what it was. When it comes on the radio, I still know it, and it makes me laugh. Um, but the one thing that I think I take away from all of that time and the hard work is really the leadership piece of it. Mrs. Cat held us accountable. She had high expectations of us, and we all worked together, and for the most part, we did it well. And we all learn to be leaders, own our own part of the team, help each other through rough times. Um, what a great group and great memories. And I am just so thankful for all of us and thankful for all that Miss Cat, Mrs. Cat and Rick and their whole family sacrificed for all of us. Here is Jesslyn Parrott Griffith sharing some memories about her time at Red Hill. Man, it's really hard to try to limit um and to just one memory, especially where Mrs. Cat is involved. She was just incredibly creative, and I'm sure still is. 
she had an amazing way of really uniting us and pulling us together as a team. When I think of transformational leaders, I started to learn that term throughout um, college and even later on in life in business settings. She is the person who comes to mind. She um, had just an incredible way of motivating us. And I think it was Jamie, Leg and I were doing round-off double-back handsprings my eighth-grade year in our um, big grand champion competition. And we had blood blisters on our hands from doing so many of those round-off back handsprings in the Sumner gym. And it, it was pretty uncomfortable. And Mrs. Cat had seen them and she asked us if we could do it one more time. And, of course, we told her yes. And we did it one more time. But the reality is, if she would have asked us to do it 101 more times, we would have done it for her. And definitely all the hard work paid off because we weren't grand champs that year. But even if we hadn't, just the experience of the way she brought us together as a team from this new group of kids coming together at her house for a week and um, learning these routines and swimming in our pool and having jump competitions off our diving board and um, getting to know each other to that point at nationals. Um, she just brought us such a long way, and it was really an, an, an incredible experience. And um, just a great group. I still love all those girls and their families. It was incredible to go to Nashville and to this great, into those great big ballrooms and have such a crowd there to support us. and. I'm just really thankful for all those memories. Jody Lawson Cullison called in to share some of her memories of Mrs. Cat and her time as a Saluki cheerleader. The things I feel I've learned from Red Hill cheerleading, um, I feel like being a family was a huge for us. Being a community, being part of our community, I think the community um, backed us up as cheerleaders. Um, and the thing, which was one of the most important things, is how hard we worked. Um, that was great to learn as a kid. Um, being hard, trying to achieve our goals and try to, um, the success that we had also showed how hard we worked and, it, you know, it all paid off. Um, second of all, all those special moments that I remember. Uh, first of all, um, I remember camp before camp at Miss Cat's house. Lots of fun memories. There, a lot of hard work and sweat, blood and tears um, there preparing for our camps and um, a lot of fun times. Um, I remember our national trips. Those are one of the special times, um, all the trips to Nashville. The friendships that we made and all the silly times and tons of laughter that I remember will always hold a special place in my heart. Um, I wrote down a couple of things that I are not so special that I remember. I still remember taking my, my kids are in camps and things like that. I remember the smell of the camp grass, the sweaty, hot grass. I will never forget that smell and the smell of liniment. We always use that for our sore muscles and I will never, ever forget those two smells. I think probably till I die. Um, uh, also, I've also noticed as being a parent um, of kids in sports and um, even I have a couple girls that are cheerleaders. So um, I just want to thank the Cat family for all of their sacrifice. For us, 
that held cheerleading was special and those memories and experiences will last a lifetime. I am here with Carrie Cummins Halfacre, um, a cheerleader from Red Hill. Our sons were lucky enough to get paired together in a golf tournament in Clayton, Indiana. Carrie, what years were you a Red Hill cheerleader? Um, I cheered uh, my junior high years and then I cheered freshman, sophomore, and junior years. Now, how many years did you go to Nashville for the national uh, tournament? Three years. Three years, great. And you got, how were your finishes on those years? Um, my two junior high years, we were first place. And then I went one year in high school and we were 10th. Awesome. So can you just share some of your memories about Coach Cat and that whole time of cheerleading success at Red Hill? Well, definitely my best memories were with Mrs. Cat. Um, I had her for junior high and she made it fun. We can sing that. There you go. Episode two of the old school Red Hill Saluki Sports Podcast. And this is going to be a good one. We, uh, we had one coaching legend on episode one, Bill Evans, and we've got another one tonight. So I'll quickly introduce my co-host. Uh, my brother Gary could not, unfortunately, be with us this evening. He had some work engagements he had to take care of. But we do have Mr. Chip Jamerson. Hello. And Mr. David King. Hey, Chip. How's everybody doing? And the <laughs> two uh, people of the hour, the coach of the – fantastic cheerleading squad at Red Hill for so many years. Mrs. Sue Cat, good to have you with us. Hi, good to be here. And the, I guess, standout cheerleader, although he may he may try to downplay that, but uh, the standout cheerleader of all those years, Mr. Troy Moore. How are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you guys? Uh, it's good. Great Thanks to have him. Great to have you guys. We can start the beginning. Chip, you want to just lead us off and we'll go right into it. Yeah, so we'll kind of just go chronological here. And so um, I'll start with uh, Mrs. Cat. Kind of give a little background. So the first time, obviously, any of us knew of you when, was when you got to Red Hill in the mid-'80s. If you want to kind of go over your career a little bit before, um, before you came to Red Hill. Went to college for two years, and then I decided after I got married that I would stop and raise my family until they were in school. And then I went back to school to finish my degree. And so I actually had my first teaching job 10 years after I graduated from high school. So, wow. uh, so, so was Red Hill your first teaching job then? No, it was, I had one year before that and it was at Clay City and I was just filling a year's leave, leave. a teacher had taken a year off to, for her family and I filled in and it was a high school and that's where I learned to be a coach because they all the coach, all the teachers and coaches there wanted to get rid of all their extracurriculars. Oh. So they gave them all to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I coached a lot, a lot of things and cheerleading was one of the things. And those cheerleaders are the ones that actually taught me how anything about cheerleading before I got to Red Hill. Wow. So when I, when uh, I came, we owe it all to Clay City. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think, I think I progressed with, with you guys way more than I was. We all did too. Uh, now, Sue, you went to Eastern Illinois, <laughs> correct? I'll progress. That's correct. Now, did you, like yeah. myself and Chip, did you minor in, in Four O'Clock Club at Marty's at all, or were you very <laughs> studious? I wasn't all that studious, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that one because I was lucky enough for the first two years to have um, my 
now husband yeah. was my boyfriend then and my fiance. So we were at school his last two years and my first two years. Gotcha. So we just kind of did couple stuff. There you go. <laughs> All right. So very you, vague, Brian, it sounds, it, it sounds very vague to me. Yeah. This well, that's, that's kind of what I thought. I, I was going to say, maybe we'll have a bonus episode with those follow-up questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> Awesome. So, so when you, so you get to Red Hill there in the, in what, 84, 85, was that when you, that time period around there, I know is when you got to Red Hill as a home ec teacher and, yeah. um, hey, go ahead. Mm -hmm. And teacher that passed away and they called me in the fall of the following year where I had had the one year and, um, wanted to know if I could come and just fill in substitute until they could figure out what was going on. And then I went ahead and stayed the rest of the year and then they hired me okay. full time. So oh. I was there the rest of the time. Okay. And I was there until 90, I think was my year there. Okay. So quite a while. Yeah. So, well, and really, in, your, in the grand scheme of things, a, a small part of your educational career, but you made quite an impact. Yeah, at, you know, for in those six or seven years that you were that you were there, um, and we'll get into your post Red Hill career a little bit later on. So, so you, uh, so part of the deal there is you, um, okay. um, you become the cheerleading sponsor just at the junior high, I believe, as you were started off just working the junior high cheerleaders. Yep. Yes, for I don't know. Do you remember? It was probably two yeah, or three didn't, years didn't maybe to, before I went yeah, to high school. Yeah, you didn't jump over to till you high went. school until my my to my sophomore years when you came over. Okay. So we convinced you. <laughs> now, now, Troy, during that time, Troy, <laughs> were you? Both quads. <laughs> did you start cheerleading early as well, Troy, or did you wait till high school? No, seventh grade. Okay. So that's when I, uh, that's when I started. So I had a year of, uh, watching a year or two watching Stacy in junior high. Yeah. And, uh, always, I always sat down in the cheer section, loved what they were doing. You know, I loved sports and, uh, and yeah, she was super involved and you know, that's, uh, that's where it all started. Cool. So, and with, so like, and at what point did you get into like the, the competition and, and getting teams involved with that was that because did we do the competitions like when you were in junior high troy or did the we not start going to those until you were in high school i trying to remember when the competition started <clears throat> we did actually um after i made the squad we uh, our first thing was cheer camp and okay. so we went to i think uh, eastern or u of i the first year i can't remember we flip-flopped depending on the dates yeah. and uh and we qualified to go to nationals uh, my seventh grade year and oh. we didn't know what the heck we were doing and we had no idea but yeah. we're like hey this sounds fun yeah and so um uh we put a routine together and we went both years my uh of junior high for me and then yeah. um all four or actually freshman year in high school we didn't go because uh sue wasn't at the high school yet and then sophomore junior senior is when we okay went back all right yep yeah okay um so, so Troy, we so you didn't cheer in fifth. Did you, now you didn't cheer in fifth and sixth grade. Did you have any? Did you really not get into that until like you watching Stacy play and set playing up at the junior high? Was that your first time like ever having 
Yeah, boxing. I think so. I mean, I always loved gymnastics. You know, Kurt Thomas was a big hero of mine. I loved watching the Olympics. You know, and I, I was constantly upside down. My parents say when I was a young kid. Yeah. And um, I think it wasn't until this funny story, but I learned I was teaching myself how to do a back handspring. We had one of those big <laughs> beanbag chairs. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just hurl myself backwards, and I was just crash, crash, crash. Wow. And my mom, one day, she's like. Steve, I think we need to get this kid some lessons there you before go. he breaks his neck. <laughs> and uh, and that you know just happened to be something that I was decent at, and so uh, that's where it went. And it's still going. Yeah. Uh, we we see I, once a year, right? I was gonna say how many uh, how many more years you got in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, David King. Uh, <laughs> my goal is my goal is fifty. But oh, you got uh, that easy. I don't know. I you mean, got that easy. I, I don't know. We'll you see. You got, I mean, uh, you got another chance. I yeah. think you can do it. <laughs> so what, the, what they're alluding <laughs> so to, um, if you follow Troy on Facebook, every year on his birthday, he does a, That's give me that. the exact term for it. I just call it a flip. I know you <laughs> have an exact. Standing, standing back tuck. A standing stand, back tuck. Flip, land. There you yeah. go. So, so it's become quite a, it's been quite a thing, you know, and, and there have been years when like three days prior to my birthday, I'm already getting messages like, Hey, are you ready? <laughs> is this? Yeah. yeah right. So then I started getting nervous and I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> I start stretching out now. I have a seven year old and 11 year old and we look forward to it every year. I mean, it's on the calendar. Oh, it's, it's Troy's birthday. It's time to start looking for the, 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 the backflip to come up. So, um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, Troy had his birthday a couple months ago and nailed it once again. So yeah, several, several years left in him. I think of that. So, um, to be completely transparent, Chip, I usually don't post the first one that I do. <laughs> like the first one is usually pretty rocky. And then like the, the body starts moving again. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can do this. There you go. And then, you know, usually by the second or third one, then I'm good. But that first one is rough. Yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, and you know, you know, it's, it's obviously become very popular, but the most popular one is going to be the first time you fail. <laughs> that one will go viral. I know. <laughs> probably, probably won't get a video of it. <laughs> so as yeah. as you start going just, to comp, hired a body double. There you go. Uh, Sue, as yeah, as you start going to the competitions, um, the one thing I remember from that time, and I think it was a game changer as far as mindset for the entire community. And I still remember the the banner that said "Cheerleaders are athletes." And, yes. and I, I, listen, I'm going to be perfectly honest. That was, you know, when I was around and I was, you know, a young, dumb kid. And I thought, what is this? <laughs> but it didn't take me long to realize that what you guys were doing was completely different than what had ever been done before. And so where did you get that slogan? Was it something that you took from somewhere else, Clay City or, or no. where did that come from? Because that was a real mind changer. <laughs> I think we got that at the first year we went to camp. Okay. Um, we always uh, got ready for our school year by going to a university camp. And there was a company that came in and that sponsored the competitions. 
and they brought teachers and we would learn a lot of new things and learn some new um, cheers and some new stunts and things like that. So it was a lot of intense training. We stayed for a week and learned a lot of intense training and that you had to perform. You, they, they had things where you ended up winning the camp or, right. um, you know, your division or whatever it was. But we were always pretty well ready. We yeah. got ready for camp and did really well there. Yeah. And so if you placed, I think it was the top one or two, you got an invitation to go to nationals. Okay. And then you had to make the decision if you were going to go on to nationals. Right. So we brought that after we worked so hard, we brought that um, saying back with us. And every year before we went to camp, I would make posters. The kids would make posters, all that kind of stuff. So we had many slogans, but we would decorate everything as we were going just to keep us motivated. And right. I, I think our biggest thing was we always had positive mental attitude was the slogan that we used. And I didn't really you care. Yeah, I didn't really care if they won or not. I just wanted to make sure that everyone got along and right. respected each other and and learned so that we didn't have a lot of pressure at camp to win or anything. We were just trying to do our best yeah. and have a lot of fun and get to know the new people on the squad. Yeah. And Troy, you'd probably be the best one to comment on this because of that slogan, because it had to make you guys believe it first before anybody else would, right? It's true. You know, I it was unique in that early on, like just practicing in the off season was relatively a new concept. Sure. I mean, sure. we would go to that's house. We practice, you know, but we prepare for three or four days before we'd even go to camp. <laughs> you know, this was all done in the summer. And so to get, you know, parent support, it costs money. You know, the kids that were dedicated wanted to be there. Yeah. You know, it felt like, you know, this is, we're really starting to create something here, a true team. Sure. And it wasn't just uh, like an extracurricular activity that you did while there you, you were go. in school. Yeah. And so, you know, that really um, helped us. And, and, you know, going to camp, like there were a lot of teams that are a lot better than us. And so we would be inspired to come home and like, try to be better, you yeah. know, and like they're doing harder stunts or they're doing tougher pyramids. And like, it like inspired us. It's just like, you know, Michael Jordan inspiring a basketball player or, yeah. you know, any, any marquee athlete that, you know, inspires kids to be better. Right. And so, you know, we were inspired every time we went somewhere, gotcha. we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, this is all new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, and you know, you, you said that you had been taking gymnastics for a while. Once you saw what other teams were doing and what was required of you, did, did more cheerleaders follow up more teammates start taking gymnastics as a side project, just, you know, beside your training? Yeah, Exactly. I mean, luckily, my parents found uh, Norm Marchand, who was a cheerleader at ah, VU. I remember that. I remember, that, yeah, I remember that name now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he worked at Moore Brothers a couple times too. There you, you go. Know, in the summer, he needed he needed beer money. Yeah. So, but anyway, he really he was like a mentor to me because here he was. I'd never seen uh, you know here I am flying solo as a you know the only guy. Right. And you know VU had guy cheerleaders and i was like okay this is someone i can learn from 
And so, uh, and he was a gymnast and, and flip all day. And I'm, and that's luckily I'm not in a neck brace. Yeah, there you you know, go. My, luckily yeah. my parents found him and, uh, you know, every Saturday I'd get up and we'd go to the Y and, or not the Y we would go to the VU complex. And, um, and you know, that's where, that's where it all started. But I yeah. just knew that I had to be great because like the road was rough right and i knew that if i was i just had to keep getting better and better and better and hoping you know people would would respect that yeah you know and that's that's kind of what i was going to get into next you mentioned the you mentioned the road was rough and um troy and i are in the same we're in the same grade same class um so i got to see some of that rough road not as up close as others but um I mean, I honestly remember as um, being in sixth grade and um, hearing, I remember girls in my class talking that Troy was going out for cheerleading. Um, and I admit I was, I was a 12 year old. I was shocked. I didn't, I, we, we never had a boy cheerleader at Red Hill before. It's something I'd never seen before. Never thought of um, it. Right? Yeah. So, um, but, and I know, and I played on the junior high basketball teams when Troy was cheering in seventh and eighth grade and, and they went to they went to cheered at all the road games and I and I know Troy had to cheer in some hostile environments. I had the opposing fans were not very nice to him, and I'm sure there were kids at Red Hill that weren't very nice to him either. So if you kind of want to, yeah. if you don't mind, if you want to kind of get in that rough road and kind of, um, you know, you kind of if you want to talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Can I start, Troy? <laughs> Sure. And then I'll let you have it. Okay, Sue. Don't make me cry. No, I still remember when kidding. Troy came up to me before tryouts and wanted to talk. And he said, can boys be on the cheerleading squad? <laughs> and he was serious. He wasn't sure it could yeah. happen because it never had. And I just said, I don't know why not. Are you interested? And he was right there saying, yeah. So he took the initiative to ask, and I was really glad to have him because I, I think it's good for a lot of people. Um, I think it builds character. I really do. Um, but the rough road, he also had a lot of teammates on his squad. All of the girls that were on his squad were so good at yeah. looking out for him. And they would let me know immediately True. if somebody, when we went on a road game, if somebody said something to him that was off color or something like that, and I would be right there trying to handle it, but they would handle a lot of it for him too. Yeah. And all it really took was seeing us get out on the floor. Right. And as soon as you saw that he was very good and very talented, they stopped thinking that and then they started coming and asking us how we did those things yeah there you go <laughs> so go ahead Troy <laughs> well well th thank you for the intro that was very nice <laughs> um, I too remember that uh, tryout clinic over there because you know we were in sixth grade and mm -hmm. I don't know if we took a bus over or what but you know the practice and and I got there and I was like oh shit like what have I done? Yeah, right. Because I'm standing there. I have I have no idea what I'm doing, and I just knew that I felt like it's something I could be good at. Yeah. And uh, I know that it wasn't. I know that it wasn't. Um, uh, you know, normal. You know, I know that. Um, I mean, let's let's be honest. My brother, I would never be as good as him in in you know the sports that he did, and I tried. 
You know, I played for the bank. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was a pretty good, I was a pretty good third baseman. I could not hit a ball to save my life. And so, um, I, you know, I was a good bunter, but I was really like, a you know, advance the runner. He's going to get out anyway, kind of situation. I still to this day cannot run and dribble a basketball, <laughs> but I can, I can do, I can do things with my, my body, you know? And, and so I just was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to give this a whirl. Yeah. And it's an opportunity for me to do gymnastics you sure. know, and to tumble. And, and I was, and then apply, like, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I mean, I, it was tough and I'm, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Right. Um, it, it was really tough. There were some, there were some memories that, that, you know, were, were rough and, um, experiences that I like, I remember going to a track meet, uh, I, the girl I wanted to take prom my junior year went to Olney and she was a cheerleader, but she's also this amazing, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Um, <laughs> she was this amazing track star. And so I went to go to her, her track meet to watch right. her. Yeah. And, and, um, I had a buddy with me and, got through the track meet, you know, it was tough to like go to some opposing school. I'm going to ask one of their girls to my prom, Sure, you know, and a little ballsy in the first place. I didn't talk to anyone yeah. before I did it. And, um, but I just remember afterwards and I was driving in my, um, driving in my car and there are two cars in front of me and two cars behind me and the two in front of me blocked the street and the two behind me, blocked me in and i just remember like you know there's like six guys and i just remember them just like coming up to my window and just pounding the crap out of my face and i'm just like sitting there and i'm like you know this sucks yeah but um you know i'm like i'm still gonna ask you to prom right and i'm sorry you don't like what i'm doing but i feel like it's the right thing and i'm gonna keep going so um so anyway, there have been some really dark times and, but I'll tell you, I have, I had amazing parents and I had yes, an amazing did. cheer coach and a phenomenal group of girls and, uh, and friends, you know, it just wasn't the cheerleaders. Right. Like, there were some kids that I went to high school with and junior high that were on my side, you know, and would defend me and girls that I dated that would defend me. And, you know, I'm like, it's not normal. I get it. It's, it's a little, uh, out of the ordinary. Um, but I just, you know, I just tried just to stay focused on like someday I'm going to be, I'm going to be successful, sure. this, whether it's a cheerleader or later in life, like I'm learning some really good life lessons. Yeah. So, did you, anyway. did you hear, did you hear things from the crowds at other buildings? Sometimes. Well, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, I remember a Flora game, and they had actually made posters, and mm-hmm. put them up in their student section. Oh, fun! High school yeah. game. I was scared. I was scared to death to go to the bathroom by myself. I was scared to death to go to the concession stand. And like every halftime, it was like horrible for me because I would just sit there, right? And, you know, like the girls would go to the bathroom and do whatever they were doing. But I was like, I'm not going to the concession stand by myself. I, you know, I'd go and sit with my parents or I'd go and right. with a friend or I'd sit next to Sue or, you know, it was, it was like, you know, it was, a, it was rough, but yeah. you know, 
I'm still here. Well, and like so, you said, you had better for it. Yeah, so. you had great parents, great coaches, great teammates, and uh, and listen, you 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 handled it probably better than than definitely yeah. I would have most likely. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, thank you. I don't yeah, know. I saw I, don't know I saw the right. same thing. I, I mean, did it. I mean, night after night. I mean, it, how as a 12, 13 year old having to endure that and the maturity that he showed and the mm-hmm. class, and then just went out and just did his job and and just um, and did it well every single night. So um, yeah, I was um, it, very very impressive that how you handled that. Yeah. So. So, Sue, you mentioned um, starting to go to the competitions in Nashville. Were those obviously those were pretty extensive trips? Were that mm-hmm. was that parent funded? Did you, did the school board, school administration, help you guys with no, that, or how that? The school board didn't help us at all. That's one unique thing about what we did. We wanted to make sure that no matter what family you came from, you would be able to go and not have to tax your family. Right. So every year we would have a huge uh, fundraiser and we only did one year because we were so busy with sure. practicing right. that to, you know, we didn't want to mess around with a lot. So I would get one fundraising thing going and we would set a goal as a team for how many each person need to needed to sell in order for us to earn enough money to get us through the competition. Gotcha. And um, if one student didn't sell enough and someone else had sold more, they would help the student who hadn't sold enough yet. Yeah. And it was truly a group effort. Um, Now, if any parent didn't want to participate, they could always just pay their child's way if they wanted to. But I don't think we had anybody that did that because it was also team bonding. Sure. You, knew you were working on it together to get there. And there was a sense of pride that we did it by ourselves because the school board couldn't pay for it. Yeah. And, you know, we actually even raised money well, well, ourselves mean, for our palms and our, um, cl- or t- our uniforms and yeah. things like that as we needed them. We, we took care of that. So, Sue, and it was. I don't think we got new. I don't think we got new uniforms ever when I was there. We got new warm-ups one year. Sorry, the sun. Oh, no, um, you're right. But, but, you know, we did um, a big fundraiser for us as a little kid cheer camp that we did. Mm. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that was the better we got, the more kids showed up. You know, and there was even, I cannot remember his name, but it was one year in high school. And there was actually a little boy that showed up to the camp. Do you remember that yes. too? Oh, really? I do remember a little that. Bit, yes. Yeah. And I was like, mm, baby. Yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's and awesome. what he's talking about, we, we would make our own cheers up and make some material up. And then we went to a lot of schools. They asked us to come and teach their cheerleaders yeah. how to you know, how to do stunts right. and sure. how to learn shares. And we held the same type of camp that we went to for other cheerleading programs all over. We went all cool. over and yeah. we set a, we set a fee and yeah. they would pay us to come. Oh, great. And it took a lot of work, but we, yeah. uh, we would take, Oh, probably five or six cheerleaders at a time would go yeah. and, teach at the camp. Yeah. I remember 
it was near um wasn't it near Fairfield? I mean I remember yes. um I remember the camp, but like these were like truly smaller schools than even Redville yes. that had cheerleaders and uh-huh. they clearly were not gonna be able to raise the money to go to camp. No. And so we took the camp to them. Oh wow. And that's great. Taught what yes. we had learned I don't think camp. I knew that. Yeah. And that's how we raised Yeah. 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 Well, well I do we want to lot of think it. where did we go? We went I'm trying to think to, where we went, Sue. I, mean, we I know we went to Alney, but the one you're thinking, we went to Alney several years. Sounds like Troy went we to Alney went, a lot. <laughs> 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 but we went to a, a Some trips more enjoyable had, than others. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking of the school. It was a little Catholic school. Oh, uh, Saint. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I know what school you're talking it. about. But they asked us to come. Shoals, is it? It might have been. It was up that way. Mel Shoals. Not sure. I don't know. But I, I know they but had us tiny, back. I mean, it was tiny. They would yeah. have us come back after we would go the first year. We sort of developed our own clientele. And as much as we were looking forward to the camp we were going to go to and having to work for that, they we gave them as near as we could to the same camp experience that they couldn't go to and a lot cheaper. And we got a lot of extra work in that way while we earned some money to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got to ask before chip chip move. Oh, go ahead, Troy. Sorry. I was just going to say we were building our celebrity status. (laughs) We were spreading. (laughs) Spreading the cheerleader, uh, the cheerleading Red Hill cheerleading dynasty. Yeah, know? there you That's go. That's right. I remember going to <laughs> games, and the other coaches would come and sit by me and say, "How how are you doing this?" And I would say, "Well, we've got great kids that work really hard, and and they do a camp in the summer. If you're interested, there you in go. Coming to to do to your school, and we got a lot of schools uh, that way, you, and actually developed." Um, relationships with a lot of those schools because we went more than yeah. one year for you, some of them. You had to put your sales cap on at that point. Yeah, yeah there you go. Well, I know Chip, Chip's going to move on with some questions, but and I don't want to take this to a negative point, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask. So you're doing camps to make money. You're doing fundraisers to make money. I guarantee you in that time, the basketball team, the baseball team, the football team were getting new uniforms. That had to be a little bit of a sore subject at times. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, we had to just look at it positively there you and go. we didn't waste, you know, yeah. we, we, like Troy said, we wore the same uniforms for quite a while before we would have to switch and get a new one. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. It, I mean, of course, uh, Sue, all of my uniforms were new yes, because he got we, did, new we didn't have any guy uniforms. There you go. So mine were new. <laughs> so, so I was good, but yes. I remember one year we got, we got warmups. Uh-huh. We got warmups to wear and like, we thought we'd hit the lottery. Yeah. We felt like we were like walking into an NBA game. Right. Like, it was, it was like the real deal. And so, you know, we just, uh, you know, we, we were up against that all the time. We mm-hmm. love, we love and respected all the other sports, you know, but yes, the dance team was in the same boat. And yes. they were phenomenal. Yeah. And they had a great coat and girl. It was just, I don't know. It was just a time in life where it was just a good group of kids, yep. you mm-hmm. know, and we all wanted to be better at something. And, you know, 
our our dance team was was phenomenal and went to competitions and did and did great things but you know they didn't get new uniforms all the time and and so we always were fighting against like sort of being like are you a sport or are you an extracurricular are you just a right, hobby? right. you know but but you know we had the best seats in the house though for every mm-hmm. football and basketball game so like there's nothing like being on the floor right there yeah. underneath the goal and hearing all the crap going on. Yeah. So that, I mean, I loved it. I didn't care what I was wearing. Right. Like we were right there in the action. So, you know, it was always great. We actually yeah. used a good uh, fundraising company that was um, headquartered close to Nashville. And they would offer incentives to our team in our planning meeting for the fundraiser. Uh, if we sold this many, we would get some T-shirts that we could wear at camp. Uh, I got you. Yeah. And I think right. that's how we got the warm-ups. Yeah. One year, we really wanted them, and so the kids set their goal that if they want, if they sold that many, their gift back from the camp of the company was warm-ups. Yeah. So I think that's warm-ups. how we got those. And that company actually let us use their facility in Nashville to practice our uni- our routines uh, okay and we didn't have to fight other there you go trying to get floor time because we had our whole building yeah even they would let, give us lunch let me tell you, and everything if there's an i'm telling you if there's an angle sue will work i was it. gonna say sue put like, her we she had that sales cap on like, a lot <laughs> all the time like always yeah we practice through like like where are you going we're like we're not telling yeah like, right practice yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun that's good so anyway sorry we can talk all night no this is yeah. good this, this is, is good. what do you this got? is great do you have more questions for us well what, we, we mentioned nashville there so let's kind of get into that so you talk about how you go to the camps in the summer and you qualify for for nationals which you did several times um junior high teams and high school teams qualified mm-hmm. and i know all of us here were actually there i had a younger sister that cheered um brian was dating someone the cheerling squad yeah. david would go with the he would go with the putneys um uh-huh. down to nashville and then gary right. would, then would tag gary along with cheer. brian also yeah one year yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so we were all there at Nash. We were all, all experienced it. And, and I, I uh-huh. loved going down and looking, I looked forward to, I really got into um, cheerleading the competition side of it a little bit. So um, let's, let's get into, you know, Nashville and some of your memories and you guys can just kind of run with it. We had national championship teams. We had um, not to give, not to spoil things too much, but we had a two time national cheerleader of the year that we can get into in a little bit <laughs> yeah. so um I don't know. so yeah i'll let you guys just kind of run with it and kind of talk about those experiences and memories of, of going down to nashville and um and so forth so yeah you can go ahead well, well probably the so you hardest. Want me to start no, go no. ahead you go ahead go ahead coach <laughs> <laughs> the thing i was taxed with was figuring out how we were going to get a routine ready and to try to find out what was a good routine um we watched hours and hours of other cheerleading competitions to kind of see what how they were putting routines together and what they were doing and so when it came time to figure out what routine we were going to do we would start listening i would start listening to music all the way to and from school (laughs) (laughs) the kids teased me because i had a big yellow tub of cassette tapes that and um 
you had to get just a little clip of music and think what could go with it. Yeah. And the kids were so creative that the way it worked was they they could bring me any songs that they heard that they thought might be good. And then I would give them some that I heard that I thought might be good. And then we would sort of pick what we liked most out of that. And then we would have the planning, the planning camp that was held at my house Yeah, that they would come and stay for the weekend. And we would, and those happened. It took several of those each year to get the routine together because when we started, it was four minutes long, and that doesn't seem long, but it was long. Yeah, <laughs> four right. right. Yeah, and we had yeah. to cut our own music, and so I know that Troy was always in those meetings because he was into it, and he was very creative, and I could look at it and see if it looked good right. with him and some of the other girls. You know, I could say, well, try this or try that, and then... Yeah try it for me. And I would say, no, I tried this. And then we would, that's how we learned it. Cause I wasn't going to get up and do those. Moves. <laughs> She's a real so. dream killer. Let me tell you, she's a real dream killer. Just when you think you've, you've come up you've with something it. really creative, like she'll just like, no, no, not really. But you know, you have to remember, this is like before the internet. Yeah. Right. right. This is, like you couldn't just look anything up nowadays. Like you get on YouTube and you can see thousands of routines. You know, sure. we it came on ESPN every so often. You yep. catch you catch a cheerleading competition, and and we'd always record those. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know VHS tapes. We would buy old years of oh, other okay. people's nationals yeah. and watch those. But like you know we. We didn't really know what we were doing. We just knew we had four minutes to fill. We saw what other people were doing, and we're like, we gotta, we gotta figure out how to put this together. Yeah. Based on like the skill set that we have, mm-hmm. and so there's nothing worse. It still happens to this day. It, drives me nuts. It happens with a podcast right now. We don't know what we're doing, and we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> right. I see the parallel. Yeah. I see the parallel, Brian. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, you know, I just we were excited to go like my uh, the first year we went was my seventh grade year we didn't we made finals but we didn't place but Mm -hmm. it was probably like the greatest education going and then my eighth grade year we had you know more experience behind us and so we made finals we got like sixth place or something we started with 10 the first one i got was 10 yeah and then we got got seven okay yeah Yes. Six runner up. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, you, you thought we would have won the lottery. Like yeah. we were like, yeah. this is amazing. Right. Yeah. And we're like, thought we'd won the national championship. And yeah. like, you're like, you got sixth runner, you got seventh place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so huh? but, but, it took a lot of years. Um, every year I think we did better than the year before. Mm-hmm. So it took a lot of years of we getting did. there and, it took yeah. a lot of time even coming up with what words you were going to use. And the words had to be clever. <laughs> and they <laughs> had to be something that you could actually cheer with. Right. So <laughs> we we had some pretty unique <laughs> sessions trying to figure out. I would where? bring in words that I, 
thought were good and then they would write them. <laughs> I wish I, I, I know okay. I wish the listeners could see you two right now because you guys know something that we don't because you're both just cracking up right now. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, okay. Full disclosure coming up right here. Okay. Right. So Full disclosure. So we didn't know it at the time, but Sue apparently had this uh, affinity for rap music. (laughs) She would bring in songs from like Lil Trim and and like, you know, the cars that go boom. And like, she's like rapping. And and she's like, what about this? And I'm like, pretty sure we can't say that, but <laughs> let's change it and there try to go. insert Red Hill somewhere. Yeah, right. And uh, he was like, we're like, what in the world is she listening to? <laughs> but, and they doubted me until it looked really cool. There you go. And I have, I have to say that my most famous <laughs> lyrics were probably for the junior <laughs> <laughs> The year we said um, they could get away with it. You just can't stop us, so don't even try, because that will only happen when pigs fly. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. I one. remember that. So, we did that one, and the next uh, okay we won that year we won, and the next year all these cheerleading groups were carrying around pigs, stuffed pigs. Oh, so well. that's when we knew we had really you, made you, it. Yeah, there, there you go. go. They were gonna get it, get so into our psyche. My, my favorite Sue, though, and like um, you know, Carrie Cummins and Brandy Hager and Julie Crosler uh-huh. are gonna love this. But yes. we're back, we're bad, we're really rad. When you mess with us, you know you've been had. So all you squads, you better move over because you be grass and we be the lawn mower. The lawn mower. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't thought about that in about thirty years. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Clearly, home economics teacher Sue did not make that up. Right. There you go. Out of a rap album. Yeah. Now, we did do, um, had a really good Ghostbusters, the year Ghostbusters was out. We used the Pongs and Mm -hmm. spelled out the word go and did that part of go, 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 Ghostbusters. And in the end of it, one person came through the middle with her, with the peace sign out, and we changed to that sign in the formation. Yeah. So okay, oh yeah, okay. Circle with this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It had a really good visual effect. Right. So you know, it sounds silly when you first say it, but <laughs> well, and and it was just amazing what you guys would do with all those moving pieces, and like you said, you're spicing music together, and and then you've got you know a, a dumb guy like me sitting there, you know, saying oh, Jody Lawson didn't stick it on that, you know. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm watching becoming an expert on cheerleading, right? <laughs> you know who else became an ex- an expert was my husband. Uh oh, because- yeah. <laughs> he oh, would. Oh, we always went to nationals in two of Steve Moore's uh, vans. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what they were called, and we called oh. them Red Dog and yeah. Blue Dog. And gotcha. the cheer, the junior high would would be in one, and the high school would be in the other. And they had CB radios. Yeah, and they could radio back Talkie and forth talkies, to each yeah. other all the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I forgot about Blue Dog and Red Dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh man, anyway, that was awesome. We yeah. had the best parent group. I mean, 
they were everything. And my, my dad had a camera every time. Everything. And, yeah. You know, I mean, we just, I mean, I can't say enough about our parent group. No, um, me either. It was I, just, I, I can't tell so you phenomenal. what it felt like as a coach and a team mm-hmm. to look out at Nashville where you had to make that big trip and see that all of these parents made that trip too. Right. And anything we needed, like when we would have practice sessions, they would come up and some of them would bring supper. And I even remember one yeah. of the moms was a massage therapist and she would massage anyone who had <laughs> oh, wow. Michelle Ferguson. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Carol so, Ferguson. Shout oh yeah. Carol Ferguson. Carol Ferguson. Yes. Yep. Our first Carol and, Ferguson oh. shout out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Michelle Michelle did tell me that she's very excited about this episode, so I know she'll be listening to this. So yeah. that's awesome. She, she well, enjoyed our I first told, episode. So Stu and I did chat just briefly before. I haven't talked to her. I haven't seen her in 25 years. We oh, have wow. Yes. wow. That's how long it's been. So this for me is like like a, a big moment here. That's um, awesome. That's what this is all about. You know, we did say that we're gonna we did say that we're going to have to probably refer to everyone in their maiden name. Right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Other than Facebook, like I'm, uh, you will, you know, she will always be Barbie Jamerson to me. Right. You yes. know? And Barbara, actually I call her Barbara, but, um, you know, I mean, there, uh, Jody, Jody Lawson and, and Minnie Purcell and, you know, I, that's the other thing that I hate to jump, but like, no, we had please a really do. strong, we had a really strong, um, leadership senior group i guess mm-hmm. and not really i guess it started when we were in but mindy purcell like worked her ass off yeah. from day one and and she was tough yes and, she was you know and then we recruited we got uh, jackie limerin and dana roberts and nikki sears actually my freshman year uh we went to nca camp we didn't have a coach yeah. and you know whitney and tana were our our sponsor our supervisors which I know it was at VU and I, I you know, it was, it, they'd pop it in, but then, you know, it was fun right. for them to be on the campus. Yeah. So I say that, but um, anyway, but we finally convinced Sue to come over to the high school and thank God for Dixie Purcell stepping in and picking up that assistant coach role because yes. Sue couldn't be in two places at once. Right. You know, right. You know? And it, if it weren't for her and then, you know, having Mindy there by my, our, my side, our side, and then Dana and Jackie buying into it, you know, mm-hmm. and it just like created this, this environment where like people wanted to be there. Yeah. Yes. I don't know about you, but my kid, it's not like that now. And we could, mm-hmm. we could do a whole podcast on what sports is like now. Sure. For kids, yeah. Um, having raised a couple, but, um, you know, it's just, it, it was just the, the dynamic of the team and everyone working to a common goal and, and, you know, it's a long season. That's the other thing that I want to think about. I'm going to jump around a lot, but yeah. nationals for us was the be all to end all. Like if you screwed up, you worked your whole year for that four minutes or that two and a half minute routine. If you screw it up and you fall, like you're screwed. Right. Yeah. You know, you lose the, you lose the basketball game. You're like, well, we'll see him again later in the season. Right. Or, you know, there's like, you, you have a chance to see them again. Or sure. Next sure. Season. Sure. You know, I just, I just, it, we put so much pressure on this one moment 
you know, and it was that way for me, even through college, because I cheered through college and we went to nationals every year. And, you know, you, you work your whole year for those two and a half minutes. And if it doesn't go well, then like you live with that regret right. the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, yeah. And, it, and it went very well for you, Troy, team wise and as an individual. So kind of explain what, um, I know we had several that would be involved in what's, I believe it was called Team America. Um, or, is that right? right. Team America. That's, I have, I actually have a, I actually yeah, have exactly a program right. here. Wow. Um, um, with some information. Shut yes. Up. <laughs> yes. We, um, we, we have a crack research staff here on this podcast. Uh, oh, so, um, so what I just held up for those, uh, for the, uh, I, I have the, uh, 90 or the 91, 92, so, so early nineties program here. I had to look up the exact year on it. So, um, but Troy, we talked to you, um, explain what team America was and, and you actually were named the two time uh, male national cheerleader of the year for the ICF. So if you want to kind of get into that a little bit, right. what that is for our listeners. Sure. So obviously um, nationals is a, a, you know, you take your team and you compete as a team, but um, ICF or I international cheerleading foundation, the IOCC was the name of the right. competition. And uh, you had an opportunity com to compete individually. And, you know, it's basically you're out there on the floor. You've got a, I don't know how much time we had a minute or something to tumble and cheer. And, and, you know, mm -hmm. it was basically an individual competition. And then they would pick the top however many, and they would be named to team America because of course kids from all over the country were doing it. And so the first year they just, I think the, my sophomore year is the first year I did it. And I think the men and the women were combined. And so they just did kind of a co-ed yeah. America, I think. And Sue can correct me. But, I think that's um, right. It wasn't until my, the junior year was the first year that they divided it because obviously mm -hmm. I don't say obviously, but there are some tricks that guys can do, you know, they can tumble. High. I remember the guy that won my, my sophomore year was like yeah. phenomenal. And so the girls are like, hold on, <laughs> like, <laughs> we should like, it's not the same. So, yeah. you know, they, that's when they divided it between male and female. And so I was like, what do I have to lose? There was a scholarship involved and, um, you know, I was, you know, feeling my, I was in my zone, my junior, senior year. And so, I, you know, competed and I won wow. and mm -hmm. I think I got a $2,500 scholarship my, wow. my nice. junior yeah. year. And it's so funny that, um, I mean, my, my parents had a lot of confidence in me. And so every, all the girls on the team will laugh at this, but, uh, my parents got me a blue satin jacket oh, that said <laughs> it's like red Hill cheerleading on the front. And then, cause the, the like, if you want a national championship, you got a jacket. And so the, the junior high won a jacket. And so my, my mom uh, is on the back said male cheerleader of the year. Yeah, there you go. And it had like 1989, but then she left a giant space. All right. Now that's confidence. Like, no pressure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so luckily we were able to go back and I competed my senior year again and won again, which was uh, fantastic amazing for me and got another $2,500 scholarship and she got to fill in the monogram that competition when we would go to summer camp 
besides the team having to earn their way to nationals, or that's Mm -hmm. where you would get the invitation, they would also select individuals who got to go to nationals and do an individual routine. And we had several kids do that. I made Troy promise before we talked before this that he would take care of all the names because there you I go. didn't want to leave anybody out. Right. But we had several on junior high and high school that got to go and compete and, and did fairly well too. And we also had some, we went to, besides going to a cheer camp, as we got more into it, I would send some um, girls to a dance camp. And at the dance camp, they would help us come up with music and moves that we liked at that. And some of those girls would get invitations to go on to a dance competition if they were good enough. So, you know, we had those going Uh on the side. So when we were making up our squad routines, we were also having to make up the individual routines. And I remember that the high school kids, like Troy said, they, they got so into it and they were all friends that the younger kids, as they came up, really idolized them and looked up to sure, them sure. and wanted to be part of that. So the high school kids, you don't see this much today any, anymore either, but they would help prepare. They would help fix the music and the, and the motions. And they had, you know, they, yep. they were giving, they didn't care to help an individual with their routine too, because it took a long time and I needed help doing that too. And I needed kids who were very talented who could watch something and then do it. And then I could see whether it fit or didn't sure. fit. Yeah. So there was all that going on as yeah. well. So if you want to we, we, shout out anybody, you can, but I know there were a lot of girls too. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. No pressure, Troy. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> I know. I know, but remember all my stuff is still at my dad's house. There so, you go. That's right. No, that's but right. I, I was like going to pull up Facebook or something, but I, I know that, uh, that Carrie Cummins and Julie Croslow and Brandy Hager and Natalie Lynn uh, are four that really stand out to me that really did well. Um, I know that there are more and I'm, I know I'm that get some hate mail. After <laughs> remembering, yeah. Jody also but. did really well at dance camp too. And I, I think Brandy did when she went to. Oh, and Jamie leg went to dance camp. Yeah. So that's she the was thing. Good. Like we were constantly, like, it wasn't just one camp with us. Like we were teaching mm-hmm. camps. Um, girls wouldn't pay, pay out of their pocket to go to dance camp so yeah. we could learn more material right. and get more music ideas and watch more people. And so it wasn't just, I mean, it became an all year round sport for us. Sure. And like we couldn't imagine like spending any, you know, doing it any, any other way. So, um, but yeah, we had some, we had just some amazing individuals um, that, that just, I don't know. It was just like a, a moment in time. It yeah. was like when things just kind of came together Yeah, and we had, we had super talented people and with great attitudes and like everyone, it was just, it was just a great time in life. Yeah. Great parents that would back it. Yeah. It was really oh, good. And I hope I that, that any girls Tiffany that Messenger. listen to this, Tiffany messenger. Yes. <laughs> and I don't want any girls that listen to this to feel bad if we left you out. Cause I have to say, I bet there aren't other coaches that can 
absolutely tell the truth and say, I didn't have any cheerleader that I didn't like. Yeah. Every, every cheerleader on that squad did a hundred percent and lasted it out and, and were great and right. they grew every year. Yeah. So, well, it I know, I know really the, the feedback that we got on the Facebook page and, and as we've run into people, um, is just the exact sentiment that you guys are saying now. I, I was, um, at a, at one of my son's golf tournaments up in Clayton, Indiana by Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago. And actually Carrie and Tommy's son was in the same group with my son. So, you know, got to talk to Carrie a little bit and she, you know, she was so excited about this whole thing and, and the Facebook comments. So it's, it's a very popular sentiment that, that people feel very fondly about, about that time for sure. Yeah. It was a great time. It was, it was was right along the same time as some of kind of, uh, you know, the, the glory years of like Red Hill basketball and Red Hill football and Red Hill baseball, some of our best teams. And you guys were right yeah, there with them. Absolutely. And I yes. think this is, and I don't think everybody realizes, and I think this, the people who listen to this just, you know, Troy mentioned it's year round that just how much time was put into this. I mean, it wasn't just a, you know, during the winter time working on these routines. I mean, it was 12 months out of the year and was, yeah. um, right. so much work well, put into well, it and it paid off. I think chip too, because it's not, it's not really an individual sport at all, you know, and just like, you know, you guys know playing football or or basketball or whatever, like you have to get in the zone. Like you have to gel, the team has to know and be able to predict what's happening next and all that. And so, you know, we can't build a pyramid, with like one person, you know, we've got all of us there. And if we're going to get better, we all have to be there to get better. And it just takes one person being gone and, you know, I remember injuries or someone being sick or out of yeah. town. And it's like, it's hard. Throw the whole and thing if off. You, if you're missing one person, that's why we needed everyone to buy in and be right. like, okay. Sure. Like you're, if, you, if you're signing up for this, like we don't need 50 girls or guys. We just need like 12 or 14 that are that all in. Show up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and so, I can see why. So and I weird. don't know that I, I, I probably didn't understand it when I was younger, but I see now the why you have to practice at the amount of time because the muscle memory that you have to have because there's zero time to think about where i'm going next and it, it which makes it sort of unique amongst other sports it is um i mean you know you get beat up pretty good i remember uh, i remember when i was a junior high cheerleader and, and i you know weighed like 80 pounds so i was always on top of the pyramids and yeah. uh poor tracy schrader you know, I would shoulder stand and we got, you know, you'd get shoe hickeys. <laughs> You're right. Right. Cause like those, those shoes would just like dig your skin. Yeah. And you know, poor Michelle, Michelle Ferguson, who we were trying this new trick and she comes around and elbows me and like splits my lip. And I got like 14 stitches <laughs> here. And like, it is, it is the real deal. Um, but uh, you know, you just, you just get back on the horse and yeah. keep going. But right. But it is. I, and you need I everyone. can remember a few of those injuries landing my way too. Oh, <laughs> when when we would do summer prepare for our summer camps, we would um, practice either in the we practice lifts in the pool so that if you fell, yeah. you would hit the water. Gotcha. So we, we started yeah. that right. way, but then we would move to the basketball goal so that the flyer could have 
something to hang on to or the limb of the tree so they yeah. could have something that they could grab just in case. And I was underneath it, spotting it all just in case it all tumbled down. I figured if they hit me, it'd be stronger than hitting the ground. Yeah. <laughs> we we were always happy when Rick got off work at the bank because then he could come and spot. And then we knew we were in trouble when Mandy and Lucas were yeah. standing out there. And, you know, they're like kids. And, and Sue was like, okay, kids, come out and spot. And, you know, they're like <laughs> toddlers. <laughs> but, hey, safety, uh, safety first, right? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And those kids grew up with my kids because – we it sure so long to do that it was a family thing and all, all of my family would go when we would go and um they even taught my youngest because my youngest was born while i was coaching and was they even taught him you taught him bad i was wondering tricks. what year that was too <laughs> um what how uh, yes it's true what when was brandon born Oh, don't ask me that. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'm it's 89 or 90. Oh, you were pregnant in. I was pregnant. I think you in, were. I had it in pregnant August. 89 or 90. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you went to cheer camp like 19 months pregnant, and we were like, <laughs> yeah. she's going to blow. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I went, the other coaches and the staff were going, Are you okay? Do you need to sit down? And They're I like did find the hospital yeah, there first you go. thing when I got there. <laughs> Yeah, I had him August 31st, and we went to camp in August. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was – that True was – story. Yeah, yeah, that was a long summer. Fantastic. But once he was born, they were good about teaching him little honorary things to say. You know, I wouldn't be around, True. and they would teach him things to say or tricks to do. Yeah. Or say to other kids, you know, to tease them. So Well, that's he was fantastic. Very impressionable. Yeah. So yeah. – um. Post Red Hill, um, let's hear. Let's get an update on what you guys are doing now. Sue, you want to go first? Well, after I left Red Hill, I um, went to Robinson, and they had me teach kindergarten for half a day, and then sixth and eighth grade for the other half of the day. Oh wow! The first year I was there, <laughs> and then. They were building a new kind of middle school gotcha. and they, a new atmosphere. Okay. And they wanted people who would help m motivate everybody into that. And I got a call from the um, superintendent there who are the assistant superintendent who asked if I would even come and interview for that. And um, I had, I have a kindergarten degree or an elementary degree and also a high school degree so I had always taught at middle school level, except for the one year I did the first year at high school. And I know that at Red Hill, there was a kindergarten job that came up and I really wanted it. And yeah. um, they, the principal said to me, well, how would I put you there? Because I couldn't find somebody else to do what you do. Yeah. I taught health and home ec. Yeah. And they were harder to find. Right. And it was that same year that I was approached by Robinson and the idea was to do middle school and kindergarten. And at the end of that year, I could decide if I wanted to do kindergarten or middle school. Right. And I went ahead and went with middle school. So the rest of my career, I was in middle school and they also would pay for um, teachers to go back and get 
education. And so while I was teaching, I got my um, master's degree in administration. So I taught um, middle school. And then when I got that degree, I moved up as an assistant principal in the same school I had taught in. And then I ended up being the principal there. And so I, yeah, I stayed through the whole thing. So I knew everybody. And it was a lot the same feeling as what I had experienced with this group of kids because it also became like a family. So yeah, that's and, and I, now I'm retired. Yeah. So okay. And I know Mrs. Cat also taught some college courses also because I yes. had to go back and get a couple classes for my middle school endorsement. And Mrs. Cat was actually my college instructor yes. one summer at right. a class at Matthew Middle School back in 2001. <laughs> oh, so wow. yes. that's right. Yeah, that's so. great. Yeah, uh, that's they, cool. the state put in that you had to made a new rule that um, if you wanted to teach middle school, you had to have these two classes. And teachers who were already teaching hadn't had those classes either. Uh, and if they wanted to stay in their job, they had to take them. Well, the only place you could take was Eastern. And that was pretty hard for everybody to get there. So I talked with Eastern and volunteered to put a course together and see if it would pass um, for that. I put syllabus together and I ended up teaching for several years for them, just those two um level so that all the teachers around us could go ahead. I taught, I gave it at my own school so that all of my teachers could be certified. But I also had a lot of students like you and yeah. um, coming in and needing to get it. And it, it worked out really well for people. Yep. Cool. It, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then Troy, you there mentioned you, uh, you went to Indiana state after Red Hill. So kind of, if you want to take us through there and kind of yep. where you're at now and, and so forth. So, so post high school, um, we actually had an opportunity our senior year in high school. I, I was being recruited. Actually, I didn't know it secretly by the coach at Indiana state and they invited us up to cheer at a basketball game. Uh-huh. And so they invited, uh, the red Hill kids and we cheered an ISU game. And then I thought I was going to go to university, university of Kentucky, but I didn't get into the architecture program. So. I was like, okay, I'll go to Indiana State. Roxy was at Indiana State. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so she was a familiar face, and uh, she was on the dance team with Sparkette. Um, And so uh, Ruth Ann, the coach there, was just – there was – we called her the bulldog, but there were so many inspiring things about her that reminded me of Sue and my time in high school and junior high. And I was like, this is someone that I want to go and – cheer with there you go and so uh i made the team there spent four years there um i was like assistant captain my sophomore year and captain my junior senior year and we went to nationals um every year and just progressively kept getting better and my senior year we got uh we missed national championship by two points again oh wow so that kind of sucked so i never really won as a team um it's one of my biggest failures in life. Uh, <laughs> it's not a anyway, failure. Um, it's a regret. <laughs> I, I taught, I did get it uh, and something that we, we touched on just a little bit, but you know, my goal when I was growing up was, uh, or through this cheerleading phase was I always wanted to be a camp instructor. Okay. Like, there were uh, as many guys as there were girls on the staff where we go to cheer camp. And so uh, one year I was recommended, my junior year, I was recommended to be on the ICF staff and ended up working before I'd even graduated high school, a couple of yes. times. 
And then um, post high, uh, and then senior year, um, actually we had multiple uh, of us that got recommended for staff and got to work the rest of the summer. And like, I thought that was like the greatest job ever because I got to do what I love to do and got paid. There you go. Um, And then, you know, Sue worked her way up too. I mean, she ended up being like a camp director and was up with the, on the board at IOCC and like, Oh wow. Like it, it didn't just stop at at where we were. No. Um, So then going to college, like my college team went to NCA camp, which is just a, another cheerleading organization. And, um, you know, by, by the time I made it to Indiana state and there were like as many guys on the team as there were girls, I was like, okay, yeah, right. Breathe a little, there bit. you go. You mm-hmm. know, I've more, got some a little more inclusive got, environment there. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, all right, this is cool. And, um, so anyway, we went to NCA camp and so I taught ICF one more year and then my next year. Um, I was recommended to teach for NCA, which is where I met my lovely wife of almost 25 years now. Oh, wow. Nice. And so, yeah. So she she was was my first head instructor, which, uh, yeah, she was my first boss. She cheered at the University of Nebraska. And your current boss, um, right? She's like, that's exactly (laughs) what she says, Brian. You're exactly right. Yeah. She's my first and last boss I'll ever have. But uh, I taught camp. For NCA for a year, I met some of my very best friends in the world and then spent a summer in California teaching for another company because I did the movie Blue Chips my junior yep. year. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I, yeah. forgot. I completely forgot about that. That's all. Yeah, I forgot all about yeah. that. Come on. I mean, my claim to fame, right? Two, yeah. Hey, two so, movie stars uh, on this two podcast. Two stars on the same podcast. That's wow. right. <laughs> Chips in a league of their own and you're in Blue Chips. <laughs> I know that's right. I, that's right. I was in a couple um, of small budget movies that we can't talk about right now, so we'll get to that later. <laughs> I remember watching that, and he told me Time right where he was going to be, and I had to watch it like twice. I was like, "Where's Troy?" Yeah, that's <laughs> great. But I did finally get to see it. Now I will tell you that it was cool. Recently, it must have just run on television because, like, my phone blew up. Like. <laughs> Just uh, a couple of weeks ago, it must have been on TV, and like people yeah. were like sending me screenshots <laughs> of like, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> were you there you were yeah. you were holding the big flag, right? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was easy, uh-huh. easy to spot. I mean, yeah. come on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which was super fun, but the choreographer for that movie. Uh, offered me a job um, teaching for cheer camps in California, which uh-huh. was completely different style and super fun. And I'm like, it's my senior year. Uh, I could spend it in Iowa yeah. or I'm going to go up and down the coast of California. Sure. And so met some amazing friends there too. And um, so then graduated. I don't know why I was in such a hurry to get out of college <laughs> because, you know, the real world can suck sometimes. There right? you go. And, um, and um, so moved to California, got married um, and moved to California and we were there for a couple of years. I worked for a uh, like a, a construction staffing company there for a couple of years, and then uh, I think we either ran out of money or we ran out of money, and <laughs> we wanted to raise kids. And we're like, we're not raising our kids out here. I mean, right. we loved California, but sure. like we couldn't afford to raise our kids the yeah. way like we had been raised. Right. 
um, in a much smaller town where things affordable, things are affordable. And so, uh, Angela, that's when we still took the newspaper. I can remember like there were no, like there was no internet. So classified ads were it. Yeah. And so we were either going to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, or we were going to move to Kansas city. And we took both papers, Charlotte Tribune and the Kansas city star. Yeah. But it was like, it took a week to get the newspaper. Sure. There. Yeah. And we were like looking through the classifieds, trying to figure out if I could find a job. And luckily, Angela was transferred. Uh, they opened a new sales and business development division here in Kansas City. So she got the job here first. And then I, you know, um, loved it because it was relatively close, drivable at least, so we could get home to Illinois yeah. and see our family and, you know, see Stacy and his kids and my parents yeah. and, and our family there. And then Angela's from um, Holdridge, Nebraska, which is like six hours the other direction. And so Kansas City was like a good middle good of the road spot, yeah. for us. And um, Yeah, I mean, and, and it's been really good to us. We moved here in 97, I think. And uh, um, it's just a great, um, it's just a great city. It's been wonderful. It's, it's like a big, small town. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of opportunity. And, and so, uh, currently I, uh, run my own business. I'm a custom home builder in, uh, here in for 17 years now. Awesome. Um, and I have two kiddos, Madison, who's turns 22 on Wednesday. Oh, wow. Which freaked me out because I was 22 when I got married and I was like, <laughs> please tell me you're not ready for that. So she's not, yeah, but, right. Um, but anyway, and then Mallory. Mallory is 20 and, um, and we've been here since then. So I design and build houses. And of course you guys know, thankfully you, you see my stuff on Facebook and whatever, yeah, but there you go. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a good run. Well, speaking of good runs, you guys were part of one of the great runs, the great moment in time of Red Hill sporting history. Sue, can you wrap us up with some some thoughts of your time there and and that whole era when you guys were doing such great things? Well, I remember it fondly, and um, I just think that they worked so hard, they deserved it. Yeah. I would say that uh, one of my regrets that we mentioned before with Troy was that the junior high, they won – two years in a row, first place. And the same two years, the large varsity got second, mm -hmm. both of those years. And they had worked so hard helping right. the younger students. And every year we thought, okay, this is going to be it. And then when we got second, we thought, okay, the next year is going to be it. So that was hard when sure. they got the second, one of the seconds and never Good did point. get to get a, First, yeah, by two points, they lost it by two points. Tulsa East Central so, High School. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. Not bitter. Not there. Bitter you go. Yeah, not no. bitter at all. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was really hard because they had, they had been together since seventh grade, and pretty much the same group of kids yeah. had stayed together. Some came in and, and as we went along, but pretty much the same group. The kids themselves, they were all very good students because that was one thing that we really wanted to have on the squad. And we didn't want them worrying with grades because they couldn't keep up. So they had to be good students and they had to be good to each other. And we had the most terrific 
parent group anyone could have. Um, I, I just think we were, like Troy said, it was just an era where um, it was great. And yeah. I, I know that the year I left was hard to leave. I bet. And it wasn't as hard to leave because of the job as it was for those kids. Yeah. I really hated to lose, uh, to leave when those kids um, had just one first and second and not be there for them. But I felt like a life decision. It was what I needed to do to give me a place to advance into my career. So I had to do it. And I told them and they took it really well. And um, the only other thing I remember about that is that I wasn't going to help. And then one night I was at my house and I heard music playing and it as it approached my house and it was the Red Hill theme. And here came a bunch of cheerleaders carrying balloons. <laughs> I think Dixie brought them and she was coaching at that time. And um, they came in and they just wanted to lay this out for me and say they really thought that I could come back and help them just with that coaching part, help them get to nationals one more year if I yeah. could just do that. And so that's what we did. Um, I did it one more year after that. And um, then we ended up in the same place first and second, <laughs> but at least they ended up high. And, and that one, um, he talked about injuries. Um, we had a person break her leg, wasn't it? Or arm. Arm, hand, something. Me, I had a, I broke well, my wrist. you did, yes. But then we also on the junior high team had one of the main flyers lose. She broke her arm, I think, doing gymnastics oh, at her class right before we were to, oh, no. were to leave. And the yeah. junior high had a really hard time figuring out whether they were going to rework that whole routine or not go. And they all dug in and we reworked it because that's what they wanted to do. And they worked so hard and then yeah. they ended up winning that year. So, you know, that was a really hard thing to Dude, overcome and that shows that. You what kind of kids yeah. they were, you know. I remember so, that now and I'm trying to think who it was. That's going to be Yeah. I remember. There's an assignment for everybody on the Facebook page when you listen to this. Yeah. Let us know who it was. <laughs> Troy, sum us up, my man, about your time at Red Hill. <laughs> you know, it, um, there are days when it feels like yesterday and there are days when it feels 29 years ago, there you go. You know, which it's been. And I just, um, I'm just so thankful, you know, like I've, I just feel like, yeah, it was hard and yeah, we didn't win nationals my junior, senior year. But I think I learned that like, you don't have to win every time to feel successful. Yeah. You know, and that's really the lesson that I learned per, to persevere, to learn more. What could I do better next time? And and even when you do everything right, you may still not get the result that that you feel like you deserve or you earned or whatever. And so it's been it's been super humbling. And I, I've really taken that with me through my career. And um, I tell you, I'm probably um, the most accepting parent that uh, I've I've tried to teach our kids to, to, um, view life and others with very opaque, you know, like transparent lenses and like 
just accept people for who they are. Um, because I, it's, it's tough to be on the other side of that. Sure. And I feel like they love with, with big hearts and, and really that's, you know, as long as, as my family is, is together and we're all, you know, um, just, just leading, trying to lead the best life that we can, yeah. knowing that we're not going to win every time. There you, you know, go. It's, it's that's, that's life worth living for me. Yeah. So, and, mm-hmm. and cheerleading, I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for that. So great. Eternally grateful. There you go. I would second that so. too, even though I was the adult in the room, <laughs> I grew a lot through that time. Yeah. I was kind of trying to be the adult in the room at right. least, but I learned a lot through that time. And, um, I tried to do the same kinds of things with them that I did with my kids. And I think that it, it also helped my kids see hard work because they got to know these hardworking cheerleaders and they got to see how that worked. Mm -hmm. And so it helped my family as well. And um, I know that I keep track of the kids on Facebook or my husband helps me keep track of them on Facebook, but they're all doing well. (laughs) I mean, I see them doing great work. Um, One of them is even working for my husband right now. Heather is working for my husband. And um, I have, I know that I asked two of them to come and work for me at Robinson to, to do cheerleading and I couldn't convince them to do it. Uh, So um, I, it's because I put my faith (laughs) in their hard work ethic and all of them were like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you funny, very much. Um, you go ahead, Troy. Okay. Uh, so I, I wrote this down because I was like, all right, and we're letting the cat out of the bag on this one. So <laughs> we used to, like, we did have fun too. We weren't always oh, yeah. working. Right. And so like, there were years when we would group up and, and go down to the haunted houses, you know, in Evansville. Uh-huh. That was always a fun trip. But, but we went TPing one year <laughs> and there was a big group of us. And I don't think anyone knows this story Uh-oh. other than the people that were with me. But uh, we would park because, uh, you know, I mean, God rest his soul. Brendan Smith was like salt of the earth. Yep. And we all love that kid. And he was always so kind to me. And, um, you know, he was he was one of the good ones. And um, but we went teeping and we were like, ooh, you know, I think Dana Roberts had a crush on Brandon. I'm like, OK, what girl? Did <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, but exactly. She's going to kill me. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, we went TPing and we, we parked at the Holtz's because obviously they were next door. Right? Yeah. So we're sneaking around the house and we know they're home. And I don't know whose car, but it was a big white bomb that sat in the driveway. I don't know who drove. It was like a big white car. Yeah, I, I remember that. But yep. I anyway, remember that car. We heard it had red interior. We heard something because we were like going to town in their front yard. Well, we heard something and. We weren't the smartest all the time, but instead of running back to our vehicle, uh-huh. we all decided to pile in the car <laughs> and hide. And so there are like nine of us, uh, like piled on top of each other, just giggling. We're laughing so hard. We're like, they'll never find yeah, us Yeah, right, here. right. So, you know, so Mike Smith, Jane Smith, you know, Lance, uh, if if you saw the car rocking out there and you heard a noise, it's like twenty two cheerleaders in your car. Oh, that's great. There you go. <laughs> Never you go. before heard. That was up. It's a podcast exclusive. 
I know. I know it. It's funny. So anyway, thanks you guys. An honor to be a part of this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Joy. It yes. really was. Thank you. I think a lot yeah, of people are looking it. forward to it, and, and a lot of people are going to enjoy it. So, um, Chip, so, parting words? Nope. Just thank you to Troy. Thank you to Mrs. Cat for uh, taking the time. Uh, um, I think we went about an hour and a half here tonight. Um, so thanks for wow. joining us and all the pre-production work you did to help us get ready for this, the text back and forth and so forth. We we really appreciate it. I know that our, our listeners are going to love this show. You guys were great. And you gave us a lot of great memories growing up um, watching your teams perform. So thank you very much for coming on our show tonight. Thank you for having us. Thanks, all Chip. right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, take care. Bye.